Jesus told his disciples this parable. A man going on a journey called in his servants and entrusted his possessions to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to a third one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. Immediately the one who received five talents went and traded with them and made another five. Likewise, the one who received two made another two. But the man who received one went off and dug a hole in the ground and buried his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants came back and settled accounts with them. The one who had received five talents came forward, bringing the additional five. He said, Master, you gave me five talents. See, I have made five more. His master said to him, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Since you were faithful in small matters, I will give you great responsibilities. Come, share your master's joy. Then the one who had received two talents also came forward and said, Master, you gave me two talents. See, I have made two more. His master said to him, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Since you were faithful in small matters, I will give you great responsibilities. Come, share your master's joy. Then the one who had received one talent came forward and said, Master, I knew you were a demanding person, harvesting where you did not plant and gathering where you did not scatter. So out of fear, I went off and buried your talent in the ground. Here it is back. His master said to him in reply, You wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest where I did not plant and gather where I did not scatter. Should you not have, had, have put my money into the bank? so that I could have got it back with interest on my return? Now then, take the talent from him and give it to the one with ten. For to everyone who has, more will be given, and he will grow rich. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. And throw this useless servant into the darkness outside, where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Today's gospel is a rather fascinating one. And to be honest, as I was praying over this the past week, it was extraordinarily hard to pick out any one thing in particular to focus on. But I think as we look at this particular gospel, there's a story that came to mind, or at least an overarching story, of St. Faustina Kowalska, the great perpetuator of devotion to the Divine Mercy. And in her life, she, from a very early age, realized that God was calling her to consecrate her life, to give herself totally. And so she entered the order, religious order, of Our Lady of Mercy. And then after time in this order, in the convents, behind the cloister, she began to receive locutions, that is, messages from our Lord, beginning to dictate to her the story, ultimately, of salvation, but also the truth of divine mercy. That it was God who did not tire of forgiving people, but instead it was us as human beings who tired of asking him, who had forgotten that we did indeed needed his mercy, and also for some had, who had sadly become despondent, who no longer understood that God did indeed want to forgive them. 
But there's a particular point in her story that whenever I read her diary, I was rather kind of a little bit perplexed because she again and again mentions how she felt the Lord calling her to found a religious order. And again and again, this comes to her and she talks about what this religious order will be like, what their foundation will be, the rule of life. And I found this rather perplexing because only a few years after she received these locutions, she would die of tuberculosis, seemingly failing at this particular task that she had thought the Lord had entrusted to her. And the reason why this came to mind is because as we look at this gospel today, I think there's a lot of focus that we can put upon ultimately the result for the first two servants. And obviously, the result is always there. And then we'll get to that towards the end. But we see these first two servants, the one with five talents and the other with two. We see them ultimately go out as soon as their master gives them their talents. They go out and engage in trade. They ultimately risk it. In this instance, they are extraordinarily successful. Because as we all know, engaging in trade, engaging in some sort of financial transactions of this sort are rather risky. And so whenever they do this, they are being, well, quite frankly, rather reckless. But it is they who are lauded. It is they who are praised for their behavior. Whereas the servant who only received one talent, he goes and he buries it. He puts it essentially under a bushel basket, buries it in the ground, to use another image from the Gospels. And so whenever I reflected upon the life of St. Faustina Kowalska, one could see all the obstacles that lie laid in her way in order to found a new religious order, she would have had to get permission from her mother superior and her current religious order to give her permission to start a new one. Probably not a very uh, appealing permission to give to a rather young sister. She would have to get permission from some bishop in order to make this foundation. And eventually, she would have even had to have gotten permission from the Pope in order to see her project come to fruition. But she trusted anyway. And I think that in our own lives, I'm not saying that perhaps some of you are, maybe there's a young person out there called to found a religious order. And so we may not have as dreams as big, or we may not feel the Lord calling us to things as big as that. There are always parts of our life, things that we have been given whether they be our literal talents, the different gifts that you have, whether it be perhaps a gift for caring for others. Perhaps it's a particular talent in some ways that you could put the service to the church or some other charitable organization. Or perhaps there's a part of your life that you're not entrusting to the Lord, a piece of your time. Maybe the Lord's calling you to give him an hour in Eucharistic adoration each week to increase your time in prayer, to perhaps begin going to daily Mass once a week, twice a week, 
Perhaps the Lord is inviting you to, in some way, increase your family's practice of prayer, even in the most small of ways. And while some of those things may seem small, at the same time, wherever we take a look at them and we begin to want to practice them, they can be difficult to pick up. If I give up this hour each week on Thursday, how will that affect this, that, or the other? This social obligation or whatever it may be. If I start going to daily Mass once a week, then I need to get up a little earlier. If I want to make this time for prayer, my kids are going to buck me. I'm not going to like that we're praying a decade of the rosary or whatever it may be. Perhaps I give my talents in this way, I will no longer have the free time I once had to do this or that. Whatever it may be. And maybe it's something bigger for all the young people out there who have not received yet their vocation. Perhaps there has been that tug, that feeling that perhaps the Lord is calling me to be a priest or a religious sister. Perhaps he is tugging at those parts of my heart. And there is something very, very powerful in each of these. And I think no matter how small seemingly or how big, the Lord's great grace is always enough. Whenever I went off to seminary, my pastor reminded me that in a generous response to the Lord, that in saying yes to him and going to seminary, my life is going to be filled with a lot of uncertainty. Of the nine men that entered my freshman year of college seminary, I'm the only one that was eventually ordained. He's like, you have no idea where life's going to take you. But he's like, if you trust the Lord, it will always be worth it. And so it is in our own lives, even in those little instances. And I can share the example of my own parents. Well, I always say, did seemingly so little, but it was so much. We went to Mass every Sunday, went to confession maybe twice a year as a family, and then once a year during 40 hours, we would do an hour of adoration before the Lord. And that was enough. It was enough to begin that fire of faith, to kindle it, and to keep it going through high school and those trials. Don't doubt your impact as a parent, as a grandparent, as a child. Don't doubt the impact of some little small sacrifice. It's only daily mass. It's only one hour of adoration. It is enough. The little generosity we give to the Lord, he always returns 10, 15, and 30-fold. The Lord is generous. The only thing that can really be a mistake is to not risk it for him in those instances. The only thing we can do is the sin of that, first, that servant who will lay out one talent. To bury it. To try to escape from it. As I tried many times to escape from my call to the priesthood. But it never works. 
Life never gets better in those cases. The only way we multiply is we multiply for the Lord. And there will be times where we don't see its fruitfulness. It doesn't seem to be extraordinarily effective. And that's where I want to return to St. Faustina. Because although she never got the opportunity to found her religious order, there was actually a priest in the 40s in Poland who found her diary and began reading it. And after reading it, he then eventually was able to found the Sisters of Divine Mercy. And so while she had gone on to her eternal reward, seemingly without having fulfilled this part of God's will for her, yet God worked in a very mysterious way through this priest in order to found this religious congregation. And in this example, we can see how we can never put our success in worldly terms. We must always trust the Lord first and foremost. He is the one whom we put the vestment to. He is the one who we give our time, our talent, our treasure to. And in return, he will bring it to fruition, perhaps not in the way we expect, not in the way that we dreamt. But nonetheless, God who is good, who is always good, always bring to fruition his will whenever we, his people, entrust ourselves to him and trust that he will bring it to completion.